0: Welcome to the Ignatius Press podcast. I'm Mark Brumley. I hope you enjoy the discussion in this episode. For more information about Ignatius Press, check out our website at ignatius.com. Hi, this is John Herriot from Ignatius Press, and this is Ignatius Press Live. Today we are talking to the authors of This Thing of Darkness, which is a new novel from Ignatius Press and the authors are here, uh, Kevin Trilli and Fiorella de Maria. Uh, welcome. Welcome, well, it's good to be here. Yeah. Welcome to the UK. <laughs> so one question that uh, we, I know that we've gotten from some of our readers and stuff, and this came up the last time we published a book of this type was, why horror? Why would a Catholic publisher publish something that's a, related to horror? And why would a Catholic writer write something related to horror?
1: Well, um, if I may start, I think Catholic writers should be involved with all genres. There shouldn't be anything off limits. There should be writing and exploring all genres because, well, Catholics read all genres. Um, But when it comes to horror, I think Catholics are in a unique position to write about horror because we have an understanding of the reality of evil, of the supernatural, and also the reality of the communion of saints and divine intervention. And Catholic horror, for want of a better title, should be the purest form of horror because it explores those subjects, those very dark subjects, but with an understanding that truth always triumphs.
0: Good. And Kevin, I understand you've been a a fan of the horror genre for quite some time, and uh, like you, you, it kind of goes back to your childhood for you.
2: That's correct. Um, I think I went and checked, I think it was 1977, July 1977, when I um, was allowed to sit up late one Saturday night by my father to watch a horror double bill. They had them on the BBC during the summer months. And uh, it was a double bill. I remember it still. It was Dracula with Bella Lugosi, and and then Boris Karloff's Frankenstein. And I managed to watch the first one, the Bella Lugosi, and I just I was completely taken. Do you know, do you know what I mean? The, I know it was the this this fake Transylvania and the Count and everything. And I, I just I just sort of thought this is wonderful. You know, I really got caught up with it. And then tried to watch Universal horror movies as a kid. You know, on occasion of about. There wasn't very much scary in them. I never got scared. But I just like the ambience, I like the atmosphere so yeah it it dates very early on in my life, and it's been a constant sort of theme really
0: um, yeah well that, that's one of the things that's interesting about this book is it is very um you know if you read it, there's a lot about the history of horror, there's a lot about the early days of of horror, the horror film industry in America. the two sort of protagonists, uh, Evie and Hugo, are remind me a little bit, if people have watched the uh, series The X-Files, they're oh. a little bit Mulder and Scully in their approach to uh, talking about these things. I don't want to give away too much, but Evie is a journalist. She's got a very keenly analytical eye and is constantly with an eye debunking things and um, somehow gets tasked with writing this profile of Bella Lugosi, who by this time in the 1950s when this is said is somewhat reclusive and uh, uh, can't say too much more without starting to reveal a bit of the plot that you don't want to know. But that back and forth is, is an interesting way of exploring it. And I understand that you kind of have a similar relationship to the horror, to horror the two of you. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I'm the skeptic. I, I find horror films really silly actually i have I've always uh, I read Dracula I've read quite a few horror novels and hmm. some of them I have found genuinely quite frightening but yes, men with fake fangs and tomato ketchup dribbling down their faces it just doesn't doesn't do anything for me so <laughs> that is why and I'd never heard of Bella goosi before um before we'd even started looking at this book. That's why we have the character of Evie, who is the skeptic, and her first question is, Bella who? Because that was mine.
2: (laughs) And and, and Uh, so so, so by extension, uh, John, then I must be a vampire.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You dragged me into this world of horror that I'd never really
0: contemplated. And you've enjoyed it ever since.
1: I've loved it, actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm a, a classic film buff. I'm not in particular You know, horror isn't my absolute favorite genre, but I do enjoy it a lot. And I've been watching a lot of old horror movies. And one of the things that really struck me about reading this book as well as watching these old horror movies is it's all about creating an atmosphere where you have this underlying current of of sort of menace and something could happen. And and that atmosphere carries over very well in this novel where you do get that sort of uneasy uh Atmosphere that's laid out there, where there's a little bit of menace and a little bit of you know uncertainty as well, as to what what might happen. And uh, that's um, it's interesting watching these early horror movies because that it's during that transition period from silent to sound. It's much more devoted to the visuals, uh, the sets, and the lighting than it is in some of the later ones. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, and um, so the one of the things that was fun about designing cover this because, um, in addition to interviewing you here, I'm also a cover designer here, and I did the cover uh, illustration and design for this this book, and uh, I got, which which we love, by the way, yeah. John. We oh,
1: want to know you. how you did
0: it. We really love it. <laughs> so th- this is it was drawn in brush pen. And uh, the reason I used a brush pen for this is because a lot of the early um, horror, well, just movies at the time, they they would, they printed these posters very cheaply, and they would often, the original would be painted in poster paint really quickly. So I used a brush pen to mimic that look. But I based it on a couple specific um, Bela Lugosi horror film posters, one in particular, and I don't know, Kevin, if you can guess which one that might be, White zombie? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're correct. I was actually possibly aiming for a green color scheme as well, but they uh, the powers that be didn't like the green, so we went with blue.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's wonderful. It just evokes it so well. It does. It's 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 very atmospheric. It's wonderful.
0: Well, the the thing about Lugosi that made him uh, so famous was his his, his eyes. Which are used to great effect in Dracula, but in the rest of his movies too, he, his uh, his ability to just glare beyond and in, in, into you from the screen is is something that is uh, really makes his performances chilling. So uh, when I heard about the book and I was assigned the cover, I immediately knew I, I had to feature his eyes somehow on that cover. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, I mean when when we were shown uh, the first, you know. Before anybody else, I mean, it just immediately clicked. You know, it just it just caught. I
0: mm-hmm. think the
2: kind of universal horror reference, the the whole Laguzzi myth. You know, it was just perfect. We loved it. Uh, and the color, yeah. the color works really well. I don't know whose idea that was. It's a lovely sort of dark, mm-hmm. slightly mysterious color. Yeah, I,
0: I I did a couple different color combinations, and those were sampled from old horror um, posters. Sure. So I was trying to stay within the realm of what would have been used back in the thirties. Even it's, though it's set in the fifties, it's, it's very much dwelling in that past yeah. era. Um, so one of the um, other things that uh, is interesting that crops up a lot in old horror movies and it also crops up in this book is there is, uh, in a lot of older horror movies, there's a strong element of morality and it's not just about slashers or uh, something that, you know, where, where you've got a lot of gore and things like that. It's it's about uh, either good winning out over evil or showing the consequences of sin. Um, and uh, I thought that was interesting. That also carries over a lot into the, the book. So um, Fiorella, like, how, how do you approach kind of incorporating that sense uh, from from the old horror movies, uh, the that sort of consequence of of uh, of actions.
1: Oh, it's one of the things that in fact, I think is very, very attractive about the horror genre and why I think Catholics should be writing horror, because exactly it is about that triumph, that battle between good and evil and an understanding that the truth will out, that goodness will have the final say you know, and of course, as Catholics, that's what we believe it's the the gates of hell will not prevail, and so I found that was actually a very easy theme in, in on a creative level anyway to put into the book
0: uh, kevin um as far as uh, if somebody was to you know they're reading this book, they are like fiorella they they don't know the classic horror films, they don't know any of these things. What, what would you say are like the top three movies you'd recommend for somebody who wants to kind of learn a little bit more about this genre?
2: Um, well, obviously, I think Dracula, the original um, with Bella Laguzzi I think Frankenstein, the original, and then The Bride of Frankenstein, I think, is is also a very good, very interesting film. Um, then after that, I mean, uh, there were a lot of sequels, as you probably know, like The Son of Frankenstein and this sort of stuff, and it all starts to sort of unravel a bit. I think um, there was a film called, I think it was The Black Cat with um, Boris Karloff and Bella Laguzzi, which is quite disturbing, actually, in some ways, you know, but it's it's got a lot of Art Deco stuff and it's kind of very much 1930s modernist sort of stuff, and it's dabbling in this and that. Mm. Um I think uh, th- th- those would be the. I-, I think the, what I would say, though, John, is that for an audience today, um, when they watch films like that, they're probably going to come away feeling a little bit, "What is this?" You know, because it's just so far removed from the cinematic experience today. So you know, you have to kind of attune yourself to it a little bit. But the other thing is that I think, for example, if you look at Lugosi, um, he made a lot of films. But most of them are really poor quality. He's good always. But the the sub I mean, especially at the end, some of the films were really subpar. So um so maybe you kind of take bits and watch bits and, and and what have you. But I think it's an acquired taste. I mean, uh what what I'm interested in probably more now is not so much the films themselves, but the world of the films and and what that impact has on the performers. You know, uh, you know, you know, there's the famous story about this, the patron saint of actors, St. Genesius, you know, who was converted. He was part of a Roman troupe of actors who were staging a play to mock Christianity. And his role was to recite the creed in the middle of that. And as he did so, um, he converted to the faith. He found out he had a conversion experience and he's the patron saint of actors. And that's that's a wonderful story. But what if what if what if there's the corollary or the reverse of that? But if you spend time inhabiting a dark role or or the darkness of the screen, does that have an impact on your soul, your heart? You know. Um, so that's the kind of themes I was interested in playing with, really, in this. And and we have to say, uh, John, that the book is not a biography of Pella Laguzzi <laughs> or a memoir, yeah. or, or can we state or,
1: that, please, publicly? Uh, exactly, please.
2: <laughs> and it's also not a history of Hollywood. It's 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 an alternate history. It's a fictionalized imagination of what might or could be, and maybe.
0: Yeah, uh, well, it, it does, what you're talking about there, and one of the things that comes up in the book is there is um, a sort of an undercurrent of, of decadence that comes through some of the early horror films of the silent era, especially the ones that were being coming out of Germany. Uh, many of them were being made by people who, who were kind of dabbling in weird stuff. Right. And... Um, some of them came to Hollywood later and uh, worked on various films, including uh, Dracula and, and others. So it um, it's, it is one of those things where you, you wonder, like, how much of this that you see on screen came from what they were doing off screen and how much of what they're doing on screen was impacting what they were doing off screen. So it is, uh, that is something that would be interesting to I don't know a whole lot about the lives of the people who were involved in it. I just know, um, from having seen a few of the, of the weirder, um, silent horror films that that came out there, they're, some of them are, have very, uh, menacing undercurrent to them <laughs> that uh, you can't yeah. quite explain by what you're seeing on screen. Um, anyway, to remind people what we're talking about here, we're talking about this thing of darkness. I'm holding it up here as the, um, uh, new novel from Kevin Turley and Fiorella De Maria, and it is not a biography of Bella Lugosi. <laughs> it is an alternate okay. history, uh, but it's uh, it, it's it, if you're a person who likes old Hollywood, and especially if somebody who just likes um, you know thrillers from the uh, uh, spiritual thrillers, they, you'll you'll really enjoy it. Um, so one of the things I was going to do, this is uh, something I wrote down, I, uh, something it might be fun to do. And this is a little bit cruel to Fiorella, because I know she doesn't know as much about, um, about horror, but I, I've got a, a few trivia questions I was gonna pose to the authors here. And these are all trivia questions that have to do with, in, in an uh, overt or oblique way with uh, uh, Christianity or Catholicism and horror. So the first one is actually a literary one, and this one is Elsa Lanchester, who played The Bride of Frankenstein, famously. Her very first film role was in a movie called The Scarlet Woman, an ecclesiastical melodrama. It was written and co-starring a famous Catholic novelist. Any guesses who that might be?
2: It, it was written by a famous Catholic novelist,
0: and co-starring wasn't Graham Greene, was it? It was a silent um, satire.
1: Uh, can, can we have a clue? Can you say what country they were from?
0: They were English. It was filmed in Oxford.
1: Is it Graham Greene?
0: No. Oh. Um, Evelyn War? Yes. Wow.
1: Good grief! It was,
0: I it was a um, short sort of satirical film that he and his friends wow. made, and he used to uh, brag to people that he gave her his, the, her big break. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um, well, actually, even yeah. more, I'm not surprised because he did a suspense episode, one of those, those old time radio dramas, mm-hmm. yes. And it was the most frightening episode ever, wow. I think, of all of them. It was really, really creepy in that sort of understated English way. He he draws you in. I'm not surprised at all he did that. (laughs)
0: Okay, the next question is, um, which horror film leading man uh, appeared as Jesus of Nazareth in 1916 in Debrecen, Hungary? Bela Lugosi. That is correct.
1: Really? (laughs) How did I not know that?
0: (laughs) On stage, he was uh, a stage actor at the time, and uh, he was in the annual passion play. That's right. So this yeah. would have been during World War One. Okay, final question here. This is this is from a slightly later era. This is from an interview with a famous horror film actor, um, in which he was being asked uh, about the occult, because uh, the person asking it assumed that he was into the occult and and uh, had heard rumors that he had a large library of occult books in his home, and he rebuffed the person and said, I warn all of you, never, 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 speaking of the occult, you will not only lose your mind, you will lose your soul. He was Christopher Lee. That is correct. He was a uh, a very deeply moral uh, in, in a lot of ways, even though he appeared in a lot of uh, horror films that I think a lot of them are of pretty dubious quality, especially once you get into the, the late 70s, but uh, yes. lo- a lot of them are pretty good. And he was also a dedicated fan of Tolkien. Yes, uh,
1: yes of course. He could speak Elvish.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: and there's, there's one bonus question here, which is um, this is an American horror film actor who Ended up marrying marrying a Catholic English woman and became Catholic as well. Yes, who would that be? Vincent Price. Yes.
1: <laughs> Can we just say Kevin? won? All right, let's, let's just accept Kevin won that one. I lost. I got Evelyn war.
0: <laughs> yes, you, I, I I was hoping you'd get the the uh, the literary one.
1: Yes, so. <laughs> save save my uh, my dignity. <laughs>
0: uh, that was that was fun. So
1: thank you. Anyway. <laughs> It was good for
0: that like was it. fun so again, we're talking about this thing of darkness with the authors uh Kevin Turley and um uh Fiorella de Maria and this is available now on our website um or you can order it by calling us uh, our number is one eight hundred six five one one five three one and um is there anything that you'd like people to kind of take away from? From reading reading this book or uh, that you think that uh, was a something that you that uh, would really um, kind of sum up what you think the story is about?
1: you going first? No. Oh, thank you. Um, I think I would I would like people to, I'm trying to think of a way of phrasing it so I don't give away too much of the story, but to, I suppose, to beware involvement in the occult, but also to trust in the sacraments and receive the sacraments and to have a good prayer life, really, to to just hold fast to the cross.
0: Kevin?
2: Um, well, all of that, of course, but I, I think as well... Um, I'd like people to dwell a little bit on Lagos's life as a kind of parable about what the world sees as success and particularly what Hollywood has become in our collective consciousness and that really it's a it's a false promise it's it's a kind of a lie really that this will satisfy that um that people I mean it happens maybe not as dramatically in as as is displayed in the novel but people do desire riches and fame and fortune and all the rest of it. And um, some people will in in the media will do anything to achieve that. And really it's quite a dangerous uh, path to go down. So it's a little bit of a warning to the curious on that score, um, I think. Um, But I think as well, I mean, as Farrell has said, I think think it's a call to reevaluate one's life and um, to see what really matters. Because I think by the end of the book, what really matters comes to the fore. And also, it's a little bit of a plug for the
0: communion of saints, but you have to read the book to understand that. (laughs) Someone comments here that Bill Logosu who is a dynamo on stage, but unfortunately pigeonholed in the film industry.
1: Absolutely. Typecast forever.
0: What's kind of interesting is I just watched um, the other night a movie called The Death Kiss, which is one of his early films, and in it he – He's kind of barely in it, but he's reunited with a bunch of the people from Dracula, and it's interesting to see him in a role that's not horror. And it's it's a it's a murder mystery, but it's also a comedy. And so his role in that is to just sort of crop up, and, and say a couple lines and sound slightly menacing, and, and then disappear again. Yeah, I
2: I think he was quite good at that because he turned up with Abbott and Costello as well, sort of, you know, uh, and he was very good at that sort of hammy thing. The problem was he was playing a parody of himself by, in in a sense, in in that way.
0: Well, as Halloween comes up, you're going to see Bela Lugosi all over the place because our our popular perception of what a vampire looks like comes entirely from him. So every time you see a a cartoon vampire or someone kid wearing a vampire costume at Halloween, you're seeing Bella Lugosi, so it's. Uh, no, it's it,
1: I mean, it's it's funny because I say I'd never come across Bella Lugosi, but the only version of him I'd ever seen before I came across the real thing was the Count from Sesame Street, <laughs> <laughs> and that is Bella Lugosi. Yes,
0: yeah, is. he's doing the accent, and uh, yeah, yeah. does uh, very well. <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, for joining us here, and um, I hope everyone gets a chance to look out the, up this book and try reading it. And uh, uh, if you aren't already familiar with Fiorella De Maria's books, uh, you should definitely look up more of hers. Uh, Kevin, you can if you look up his name under KV Turley, go online, look look him up. Uh, he's written many many articles for Catholic media on a variety of topics. Uh, and are there any projects that you two are involved in that you'd like to talk about uh, beside this book that uh, may be coming up?
1: Well, we've we've written some radio plays and a sc- screenplay together and hope to, hope to write a little bit more.
2: Um, yeah, we, we, we have a screenplay with a director at the moment and a production company, but uh, I don't think we're allowed to say anything more than that. No. Um, But uh, we have we have been busy. Uh, We've
0: worked together since the novel. So uh, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk again soon. I hope so, John. It's been a real pleasure meeting you.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by Ignatius Press. We encourage you to check out our books and videos at your local Catholic bookstore or wherever else books and videos are sold. You can also sign up to receive special discounts on books and videos at Ignatius.com. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please like the podcast on the website or app from which you listen to it. And please tell your friends about it. I'm Mark Brumley, and on behalf of everyone at Ignatius Press, thanks for listening.